0: The questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas.
1: And due to the fluidity of current geopolitical conditions surrounding coronavirus, COVID-19, we're taking a turn and discussing what I deem to be currently relevant. Usually I'm well prepared for each interview and have dozens of pages of notes. But during interviews like tonight, it's an empty canvas. Why? Because tonight's special guest has had a lot of experience with the medical, pharmaceutical, and even the prison industrial complex. So his vantage point may be different for many of us in order to make sense of what is happening today.
0: You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview, and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button, at VeritasRadio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store, for focused life force energy, MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, Divinia water, pure organic sulfur. Flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Fabricus.
1: Tonight's special guest is food technologist, herbalist, author, Greg Caton. In 1995, Greg created Alpha Omega Labs, which became a provider of over 300 alternative health products with 14 distributors around the world before its closure by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in September 2003. It successfully reopened in Ecuador in June 2008. Alpha Omega Labs is best known for CanSema, an effective cure for skin cancer, Based on suppressed formulary information dating back to the 1850s. Over a 13 year period, Alpha Omega Labs was responsible for curing thousands of cancer cases. The corruption surrounding the circumstances of its closure from 2003 to 2008 is one of the topics in Meditopia. Greg was imprisoned for years, released and later extraordinarily renditioned and imprisoned again. Greg is the author of The Joys of Psychopathocracy why criminality is essential to effective modern government. Greg Caton joins us from Ecuador, which is currently under martial law, and curfews begin at 2 p.m. Hello, Greg, and welcome back to Veritas.
2: It's good to talk to you again, Mel. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well under the circumstances, but I am very curious to know how are things down there, first of all.
2: Most people you talk to here would describe it as otherworldly. I get messages from people, from friends all over ecuador as you can imagine and uh they're just they're just in a complete state of shock and even people who don't have somewhat of a a background in this area or they don't have a good intellectual foundation really feel if only if only on a feeling level just think that something is awry like this is overkill this is this is killing a mouse with an elephant gun um we have the highest population density of any country in South America. Uh, Ecuador is a small country. 16.6 16 million. 16.6, yeah. Yeah, and it's so, and it's got like, I don't know, like 56 people per square kilometer. So it's got the highest population density, which may be a contributor to why we have massive uh, amounts of this virus surfacing here in Ecuador. Uh, I got it myself. Got it on March 5th. Uh, used a lot of my heavy-duty tools to treat it. The worst of it was the first two days. I felt felt like someone took a blowtorch to my lungs. It was probably one of the worst experiences I've had. And then the fatigue kicked in, and that takes about two weeks to get rid of. I've got about a dozen friends who have also had it here. What I am here, what we are experiencing here, as well as in the United States, is kind of this. And you don't hear anybody talking about this. I'm really surprised about it. There's kind of an unspoken, don't test, don't tell. Kind of phenomenon going on. I mean, if you know that you're living in a situation where if you go somewhere and you get tested, you get quarantined, and you're treated like a like a leper by pe- people around you, then then there there's an automatic kind of disincentivization to want to get tested. And so that's really what you're happening. Literally, of the dozen friends I've had, who I have who have had COVID nineteen. Not a single one of them got tested. And there's another reason for that. It's not just the fact that you're a pariah and you're treated like a leper. It's the fact that the reports have surfaced, even from the people that developed this test, that the, the tests they're currently using are notoriously unreliable. The the, the, the false positives are off the scale. There's uh, – according to this Dr. Kleinhardt in, in Washington, there's like 40 different strains of it out there already – and many of these strains you really to really know whether you've got the virus per se you you kind of kind of need to have 40 different tests you know because some of the genetic mutations of this are very very different and that's that also explains why you have a lot of people that get it and they get cured and then it comes back again it's not that the same bug came back again no they have a normal human body their th their th2 immune system kicked in they now have the antibodies To fight the thing but what they have the antibodies to fight is the virus they got in the first place not some genetic mutation that's far afield from the virus they just got over see what I'm saying so this is gonna be with us for years in years and years there's there's nothing new about that I was listening to a a interview the other day with dr. Martin Paul who basically says uh, this is so bad what what is coming upon us and keep in mind this is stuff he was saying last summer he doesn't see humanity lasting another 15 years. That's coming from a medical doctor who's really studied the electromagnetic phenomenon as it relates to Wi-Fi, 3G, 4G, 5G, and is just absolutely appalled. I knew something like this was coming really after I read Sam, D- Dr. Samuel Milhelm's book. He's like 88 years old now. He wrote a book called Electrification, the Diseases of Civilization. And uh, that was just related to, to all the things that, that we have to encounter just as a result of our use of 60-cycle 110 power that's in all of our homes. So imagine the effects of this. It's much worse. Um, the, all kinds of papers have surfaced about the dangers of the 60 gigahertz uh, the, um, frequency, and, and we're being exposed to it. And um, I don't know. It, it's, you know, on the gross, third, I mean, I, I feel that something spiritual is coming out of this. I talk about that in the chapters 8 and 9 of my book, The Joys of Psychopathocracy. But, you know, if you just look in the, in, in, in present tense – Third dimensional, what we're dealing with now, I mean, and we're honest with each other, this looks grim. I mean, it really does look grim. And it looks grim because we're not getting any truth from any of the, the government, any organization at all. No truth whatsoever. I was listening to a report that there's a whole slew of doctors in Berlin that have figured out that there's nothing but medical propaganda coming out about MMS, you know, how dangerous it is to take MMS. And that's, and they're, they're curing people over there and it, it just as a sex, it successfully as this – this um, Hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine, yeah. Thank you. Um, and that that's also press. So the problem we have is that the only truth you're going to get is by talking to, to ordinary citizens like yourself, sharing empirically what you know is going on. Because the problem that we have is that – you know, Trump likes to talk about you know, fake news. We got much bigger – Problems in fake news, fake education, fake science, fake medical information, fake, uh, fake data. I wrote an article in January about the British Medical Journal, one of the oldest and most respected medical journals in the world, which over this whole this 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 uh, mesh phenomenon that's going on with women actually came out and said that what we need to do is start doing scientific studies where There's no influence, not funded at all by Big Pharma. We need to keep Big Pharma out of it completely because all we're getting is fraud, which I I told my readers because I wrote an article about it. I told my customers, I said, you understand – the gravity of this? Do you, are you capable of understanding the gravity of this? This is something akin to the Pope coming out and saying that the worship of Christ has been a 2000 year heresy, So everybody needs to start worshiping Satan immediately. And people, of course, when they hear that, they think, well, that's, that sounds like an exaggeration. It's not, you know, all these medical journals, they make their money from advertising and the, the, the you know, they, they're uh. They know which side of the English muffin gets the butter. Okay, they're funded by big pharma. So to come out and say, trust big pharma anymore takes a, a, a you know a good teaspoon of, of of courage to do something like that. But that's what's actually happening because the fraud and the disinformation is reached such a fever pitch, and. Uh, and it continues because, of course, it's successful. People still watch CNNs, MSNBC. They worship what they hear on TV. It's even affected people down here. I mean, literally, the social distancing thing, for instance, which you hear all about now, social – it's – you can see it on a day-to-day basis just on the way when, – when people do pass one another. It's like people are treating their neighbors. People are treating their fellow human beings around them as if that person automatically must leopard. be the virus. Every Every person you meet is the, your source of death. I mean this, this it's, it's destroying the very fabric of anything, any semblance of what we call society, and that's the sad part. And I, because of the fact that this thing genetically mutates particularly into the influence of 5G, and this is going to continue, um, what I worry about is people think this is a short-term phenomenon and then all of a sudden uh, sometime in April – uh, Trump's, in in the U.S., Trump's i talking about trying to revive everything after Easter. What is that this year, April 12th? The 12th. April yeah. 12th, yeah. Everything will go back to normal. I'm here to tell you, things are not going to go back to normal.
1: Well, I think that even if they don't go back to normal, even if he decides to open for commerce, I think people are still going to be exercising social distancing. I think the elderly might not be coming out. But if you continue, and I know a lot of people are going to be against me by saying this, but the amount already, already the hotlines for suicide are just incredible, and I bet you it's not just because of coronavirus, but it's the loss of income. If we continue with this of no income, no matter how many times the government says they're going to be sending checks out um,
2: to people, yeah, we have the same. We have the same phenomenon here at every level. Um, I'll just take two kind of salient examples. Um, in a country like this. And in Ecuador is no exception. You've got this around the world. We have a lot of street animals. We've got street dogs, street cats. But they have and possess their own ecosystem. They come up and beg to tourists. And tourists give them a piece of whatever they have, a piece of sandwich, a piece of this, a piece of that, a piece of bread here, a, a part of a sandwich here. And so you have this kind of underbelly of society where these animals that don't have the good fortune of having a loving owner, you don't live on the street. A lot of street animals well, they're all starving now. There's nobody in the streets. There's no tourists. There's no commerce. All the businesses are shut down. I mean, it, it's it's a horrible thing to see. I mean, I'm already seeing animals walking around, and you can see their ribs, and it, it it it's it's uh it's awful. Uh, speaking closer to our own species, you've got people here, particularly all these Venezuelans that came down here. They they thought they were escaping so starvation by yeah. getting, right. They thought they were because um I don't have a particular well. I don't have a particular I, – I try not to have an opinion about something where I don't feel I have all the facts. I think one of your human rights should be to not have an opinion about something where you don't feel informed. I'm not an informed as well. I've never been there. I've never been to Caracas. I've lived in – you know, uh, except for the two years where after I was kidnapped and brought back to the States, I've actually lived in Ecuador continuously since 2007 except for that 21-month interlude. And I can tell you that I, I haven't been there, so I don't have an opinion, but from the people that I know – and I know a lot of them. I know a lot of Venezuelans. The, the horror stories they tell about life in Venezuela, it's, it's, it's hard to believe except that you hear it kind of homogeneously from so many of them. You know it's true. There's, you can't have all that many people telling the same story and half of them crying when they do tell the story. It's, it's a very – I can tell you the situation in Venezuela is very sad. And you've had all of them attempting to immigrate, uh, the majority of them to uh, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru – some of them get as far south as Bolivia and Chile, Chile. But they're trying to get out, and so we have them here. Well, guess what? There, many of them are now asking, "What the hell did I do? I escaped. I went and jumped out of the fire into the frying pan. I left Venezuela, and now I come here, and there's, there, there's no job. You know, they're they're suffering too. So we we've got huge, huge problems that have associated with this, and uh, it's it's unbelievable. They've got the the military out as if uh, as if some foreign power was attacking Guayaquil, our most populated city. Police everywhere. Let's let's dissect
1: this for a moment. Ecuador, 16.6 million people, population. Cases, confirmed COVID-19 cases, 1,173. 28 deaths. 28 deaths, and we have martial law. That seems overkill to me.
2: Well, yeah, that's what this uh, – I hope I'm saying his name. Is it Klinghart? Klinghart, what Klinghart he's talking yes. talking about, right. Yes. That's what he's talking about. He says, here's the thing that, that doesn't make sense to me. We first caught on to the first cases of Lyme disease in 1975. Okay, that's 45 years ago. And they finally uh, are starting out to get the gene- – to crack the genome of, of, of Lyme disease. They won't do that with Gallons because the official – Party line that the medical community has is if you have Morgellons, then it's because you're a crackpot. You need to go see a psychiatrist because the disease doesn't exist. Never mind that in Los Angeles, you've got a fairly well known former rock star named Joni Mitchell who lives in Malibu who's been who's has the Morgellons disease and complained about it for years. Doesn't matter. We're supposed to believe the medical authorities. If you say you have Morgellons, it's because you need psychiatric help. Well, he uh, what what Klinghardt is saying is you know. It takes years to crack and understand the genome of a certain organism, and here this thing comes out, and within two weeks, the Chinese government not only cracks the genome but has it published in scientific journals. There's no way that would happen unless thing, this thing was pre-designed. They knew exactly what they were looking at. They knew everything about this virus before it ever came out. That's the only way that they could have cracked the genome on this thing and and <laughs> got the information on it. And that's what a lot of people are sensing. There's too much, there's too much, of there's too much deliberateness in all of this. You know, back in the day, uh, your, your, the, the, your, your famous uh, political commentator and a person that the people on the left love to hate, Alex Jones, likes to say that his first awakening came when he read Alan's uh None dare call it conspiracy. Well, in the first chapter of that book, he says the first thing you have to do in your life is determine: is there? A, you have to either side with the accidental theory of history or the deliberate theory of history. And you know, it's events like this that make you realize there's there's nothing out of this whole phenomenon that sounds accidental. This whole thing sounds staged. Everything about the the SARS-CoV-2 virus and COVID. A nineteen phenomena. The whole thing has the smell of choreography
1: let's let's dissect this for a moment so that people can understand because every time I mention this, people look at me as with a deer in the headlights kind of look as if nobody's there. I don't know if it's cognitive dissonance. And believe me, folks, i'm not I'm not saying that this is not contagious. It might be contagious because we have it. Yes, But this could be overkill. And here's why I'm saying this. By in the year, the 2018 to 2019 flu season, according to the World Health Organization, approximately 646,000 people died around the world of the regular flu. Right now, what do we have for this event? We have 460,250 confirmed cases and 20,857 deaths worldwide. My question, I keep asking, and nobody's answering the question, why didn't they declare a pandemic last year, the year before, and the year before, and so on and so forth? Why?
2: Well, that's what's puzzling a lot of people, because uh, there, there, there's there's nothing about this that makes sense. There's The, the, the overkill factor is, is, is just out of this world. The best course of action would have follows, okay? Treat this as any other flu. I was reading an article the other day, just understand that coronavirus is the new world, is the new word. The new word in English for the common cold is coronavirus. And, you know, I, people are going to think that's an exaggeration, but in many ways it's not. When you look at the epidemiological statistics, the best way this could have been handled if this wasn't about some kind of uh, dark-handed agenda, some kind of dark hand behind the scenes with a – Private agenda. The best way this could have been handled was to have people have an awareness of it, and then let people live their lives. Certain people get it, and then focus on treatment as opposed to prevention, and let it take its course. And try to build herd immunity. That's what's happened with every pandemic previously to this. You've, you've got the situation where you, you know there has to be an immunity that is built to it. And by the way, you made an earlier statement, and I, I, believe, believe me, I understand that. Um, you have many factors to consider in terms of how you present your opinion. I mean, you have to, I think in many, many ways you have to be more careful than I do. Okay. I, I I'm, I kind of side with Dr. Thomas Cohen. I, I do not believe at all that this is contagious. I really don't. I think this is endemic. I think it's the, I think that it, if, if I can use the vernacular for a moment, I think that what happens is you're subjected to these frequencies, the same, and we have the same phenomena as when they first started using radio in the fall of 1917 and that produced the Spanish, right. um, Spanish flu that this influenza of 1918 and then they started using radar in 1958 so we have a pandemic and they started with the early warning system massively affecting electromagnetics in 1968 so what did we have we had the thank you for listening to
3: unlock the full two-hour interview including video formats downloads transcripts exclusive articles and more subscribe to veritas plus now